Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste. So to all you educators out there and would-be educators and people who are otherwise leaders who are looking to possibly, hopefully, make some change in individuals uh, to help them be more rational and scientific and effective, um, as opposed to acting out in fear and anger and ignorance um, the way we so often do as, as mammalian beings. Um, I would like to offer a, a fairly organized look at how individuals elevate their intellectual capacity, specifically humans, but, you know, any individuals. Uh, they could be artificial intelligence or, you know, dolphins or whatever. Birds. Birds. Birds are great. <laughs> Birds learn really, really interestingly. And uh, apparently I just read something about how birds developed, how bird brains developed in a totally, they developed the same effect, same biological structures and, well, functions, I should say, um, as mammalian beings, um, but in a totally different way. Uh, which was fascinating. Um, this whole idea of uh, uh, Lorenz attractors, Lorenz attractors, I should say, which is a mathematical um, scientific term that has to do with um, chaos theory and complexity, where um, where basically the same kinds of things happen repeatedly, even coming from very different starting points. Um, but anyway, uh, moving forward, the the basic four-person, four-category structure for helping people um, become more rational, scientific, effective, practical, whatever term you want to use for this this um, this third-person objective thinking, um, and how to elevate people to that level. I mean, obviously, you know, you can go back to all of my Maslow 2.0 um, elements, you know, obviously, the, the, the primary thing is that their bodies need to be supported, uh, so that their brains can function, because the brain is a part of the body. And if the body does not have its basic needs, its nutritional needs, its its comfort, um, you know, warmth, and, you know, comfortable levels of, of air and light and all that sort of thing. And the ability to express um, the body's excess matter and energy are absolutely crucial. And, and too many people ignore this. Um, but even if you don't have the power to allow people to be healthy, you can still help them. Um, for example, if you're simply talking to an anonymous or a seemingly anonymous person on 
uh, Twitter or on Reddit or somewhere else where you, you literally have no ability to help them get their basic needs met in any physical sense. Um, the, certainly the first thing you can do is, is let them know that they, they do deserve those things and that they do, in fact, need those things to be healthy. Um, you know, we are biological beings and we need physical stuff, you know, matter and energy going into our physical bodies in order to function well, period. There's just no debate about that. There's no question about that. And it gets ignored far too often. And people say, well, as long as they're standing upright and speaking, you know, then they're healthy. No, that's, that's not the test of health. The test of health is whether or not their brain is able to think positively. If they're, if they're not in a positive, you know, frame of mind, then they're not healthy, period. That's, that's the test. Um, and people have not noticed that. People think that, oh, you can be totally healthy and psychopathic and murderous. Well, you can't. That, that's not, that's the opposite of health. Um, that's destructive. That's, you know, it's both self-destructive and other destructive. Um, but beyond this, if you still have no capacity as a leader, as an educator, as even a friend or just, you know, stranger trying to help other individuals, um, you know, just make better decisions and be able to do effective uh, operations, you know, for positive effect um, more easily, you can still help them. Um, expressing that they do need these things is certainly an absolute start. Uh, but once you've gone beyond that, um, for example, uh, if you're a teacher in a classroom, who doesn't have any ability, you know, right at this second to, you know, give these, these students um, any kind of physical and emotional, you know, intellectual support as far as they're outside of the classroom. You can't bring anything new in, whatever. Um, I mean, this is obviously a, a thought experiment. Um, but if you are in a situation where you are unable to help somebody physically, uh, be healthier, then these are the four stages of helping them be more rational and effective. Okay. Number one, you have to meet them where they are physically, emotionally, intellectually, who they are as an individual. Every individual has a certain set of, you know, nature and nurture that has brought them to this point that leaves them in a certain state of functionality, um, a certain type of functionality. You know, you can't expect a, you know, a, a snail to fly. You can't expect a tree to swim, um, at least not effectively. <laughs> so, you know, you have to meet each individual where they are as what they are. And on a very particular level, this means that each individual has certain abilities and disabilities to think about things um, and to structure things in their brain and to organize things. And that has a huge amount to do, if they have a brain, of course, and, and I'm going to talk mostly about humans here. Um, but, you know, again, this can stretch to any kind of thinking being that has the capacity for rational thought, um, whether that, no matter what that is. Um, so the brain structure itself, you know, what the, what the neurons, how the neurons are connected, what sort of chemical 
um, releases are possible, uh, what the you know what the genes are certainly is a huge amount, and what the 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 nurture that has brought the brain to this state from its birth um, is going to have an effect on what these individuals are capable of doing. But each individual is at least has an ability to do certain kinds of thinking exceptionally well. You know, they they've been trained from birth to be able to think in certain ways that have been effective to them to allow them to have survived up until this point. So they're, they're good at something. And you have to meet them where they're best at and work from there um, so that they don't feel like it's hopeless, so that they actually feel positive about their abilities. Um, and also you have to honor the fact that different individuals are you know, just inherently capable of different things and are going to be best at certain things. Again, you know, the snail doesn't fly and the, the tree doesn't swim, but the tree is really great at um, collecting light and transferring it into sugar, and, you know, photosynthesis. And the, the snail is really good at, at producing this slimy stuff that allows it to slide along somewhat frictionless over pointy bits of stuff that might otherwise harm it. Um, it's a very soft body. So looking for people's strengths, individual strengths, um, in particular in their, their ability to think about certain kinds of things, find out what those are and use those to help organize the whole system. So you want to bring individuals together, you know, like pieces of a puzzle so that each individual is able to contribute something exceptional to the whole. Um, for example, you know, we know fairly well, um, it is, it's fairly well understood that, you know, female brains and male brains, in humans at least, um, tend to be quite different in the way they analyze prob problems. And that females tend to be more relational and big picture thinking and sort of organizing all of the elements in a system and looking at them and seeing how they fit together as opposed to the more male-oriented brain, which again, a, a male brain and a female brain can be in either body. You know, you can have a male brain and a male body, a male brain and a female body, a male brain and a neutral body, same with female. Um, so I'm talking about the brain specifically, not the body, uh, not, the, not, not the gender, the you know, structural gender of the rest of the body, just the brain. Um, and male brains tend to think of the details. Their, their brains are structured in more, um, they have very strong, um, small networks in the brain that are not well connected. Um, but within the network, it's, you know, within the small, tight network, it is, it is very intricately connected. Um, and similarly, in autistic brains, supposedly there is uh, less, I believe it's less gray matter, which means there's less um, of the the sheath around the myelin, um, which allows thoughts to be um, more direct, uh, more, more quickly transferred. Um, but they still have the ability to focus on very small details, uh, which you don't need the myelin sheath for quite as much. Um, and schizotypal thinkers, which are the extreme female thinkers, are extremely big picture thinkers where they relate um, seemingly disconnected things. You know, the one side of the brain, you know, these tiny little networks, one side of the brain is thinking about one thing and 
and somehow it triggers something all the way on the other side of the brain that that seems to be totally disconnected, but with which there is some very over overall st- similar structure, um, which is that's where my brain is, and that's where this podcast tends to go and looks at things in relating things that seem to be very different, but actually have a very similar pattern. For example, the Fibonacci sequence, you know, we have, we see that in, in so many different things um, that, that seem to be just unrelated completely, um, but which actually have this same mathematical structure. And so that's what schizotypal brains tend to think. So once you honor the individual's personal um, thinking structure and and value their ability to contribute something particular to the bigger puzzle um, and then allow those different individuals to come together and contribute their unique abilities then you are going to to empower everyone and you're going to give everyone a sense of positive um, you know self-esteem so that they feel like they you know they have a role to play and that their brain is not broken and, you know, totally malfunctional, that they actually do have something healthy to contribute. Even if, you know, we're talking about a, a two-year-old, you know, a two-year-old human child who who can't do much of anything, but, you know, maybe they can stack blocks. Maybe they understand the concepts behind, you know, sort of structural contributions of, of how to make things that are more stable, you know. They can do that. We can give them that kind of task and then that will make them, that will give them a contribution to the whole system that, you know, somebody else who who might be able to think far more in an advanced way, you know, might actually miss um, or certainly, you know, doesn't necessarily need to spend their time on when they could be doing something more complex. Okay, so that's number one, uh, valuing and using individuals for who they are and what they are and what their best skills are at problem solving. Okay, number two, you have to make it emotionally important, emotionally meaningful. And what is emotions? That second person perspective. That's the, the people around them. We, we forget that emotions are actually all about other individuals. They're about um, how we perceive other individuals are going to react to something that, that either we do or that something else happens to them. Um, so th- these complex social emotions, as opposed to, you know, our, our internal um, instinctive reactions of fight or flight, but the more complex social emotions um, of, you know, of love and sort of dread and jealousy and all of these other complex emotions are about s- the second person perspective of, you know, the individuals we truly care about who affect us and we affect them around us, you know, the people who we are intimately connected to as far as our basic needs, you know, the individuals who we who we get food from, we give food to, who we um, share desires and, and goals with. Those individuals have to be benefited by whatever we're doing whatever our, our mission is. So if you're giving someone a, a problem to solve, it has to not only benefit that individual um, in some way, and that could 
you know, at a minimal level, that could be something very basic as in, you know, getting a reward, um, you know, money, a grade, whatever, social kudos, something. Um, although ideally the problem should actually be a real problem that needs to be solved from many, many different individuals. Um, but at least, if nothing else, the benefit also has to go to the second person individuals who these who, who someone cares about, um, or at least it has to not harm them, has to not get in the way. But it's certainly better if it's emotionally salient, as in saying that um, you know if you if you hand me a problem. As a small picture thinker, for example, if I if I was a if, if I had a very masculine brain and I loved calculating, you know, to the tiniest, I loved calculating pi to the you know the grandest digit, you know, as far out as possible, or I loved, you know, making calculations on exactly how many struts I need in a certain um, you know structure, bridge, whatever. Um, and how many cubic feet of some sort of material I'm going to need to construct something. There has to be a benefit as well, or at least it certainly helps, and it is very important for there to be a benefit as well to the people I care about. So in building this bridge, in calculating these struts, um, I need to know that doing so is at least going to be harmless to the people I care about. Um, and ideally, it should be helpful to the people I care about. Um, now, the reason why children in schools, in mainstream public schools, can be motivated to do incredibly boring, pointless, rote calculations um, for no other reason other than to get a grade is because they believe their parents, the, their friends, their families, and a larger scale, the people they truly care about and are intimately connected with will benefit if they get better grades. Um, of course, that's not necessarily true, um, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why we needed to do this sort of education of helping people think more rationally. We need to actually study, you know, what problems are we solving? What problems are we giving to people to solve and saying that these are going to be beneficial? If you solve these problems, the world will be a better place. Um, we need to actually make sure that we are giving them problems that will make the world a better place rather than giving them something that is just uh, grunt work. Um, you know, even even if you're just helping someone learn how to calculate someone, something, how to add and subtract, you know, make it meaningful Make it personally important to the people they care about, um, not just for the grade or whatever, but for the actual problem solving. And, and we've eliminated a huge amount of waste in the world. You know, why spend your time calculating something that, you know, the answer doesn't actually matter when you could calculate something where the answer actually does matter? You know, when we actually can use that answer to do something practical and, and, and effective in the world and solve a real problem that we have. So emotionally connected has to be personally uh, in tune with what the individual can do and is good at, uh, or at least is, is fairly good at and wants to be good at at that level. Um, so that's first person and second person. Now third person, 
is, of course, it needs to be in line with what the community standards are, with what the individual believes is the right thing to do for the community, will help the community that they live in. And a community can be anything from their tiny little family of mom, dad, and themselves, and the cat, uh, to, you know, uh, all of the universe, the whole of life itself, the whole of existence, you know. So community can be on any level, depending on how someone is thinking about it, how large they believe their unit, their group is. Uh, and we don't need to, you don't need to go into that to work with individuals. You just need to say, you know, what do these individuals believe is you know, is important to do with their lives. What do they believe is um, is going to help them and their world be better? Um, and that is more complicated than it might sound. I mean, if you go in and say, you know, these are the rules. You know, this is the laws of physics. These are the these are the laws of math. You have to, you know, x plus x equals y. Um, also means, you know, 2x equals y. Um, if you say something like that and it doesn't have any, it's not serving any purpose, it's not, um, it's not working within the structure that they've been taught is a, an important way to make decisions. For example, um, you know, you hear a lot of people say, um, you know, I'm afraid of math because, or I don't like math because it, um, it has never helped me. You know, when I'm talking to my, my friends and my family and my community, my neighbors, you know, the people I care about, you know, um, when has math ever solved a problem? You know, math isn't complex enough to actually help you know, uh, help my neighbor, you know, feel better after she's lost her child or, you know, and, and this is absolutely true in the sense of how they go about solving problems. I mean, of course, math has something to do with it because that's how the brain works and that's how the universe is structured. But if we don't bring that to them on a, on a practical level, you know, if we just say these are the rules um, of math and we don't connect those at all to the rules of their own lives in their own, you know, day-to-day -day and long-term, you know, health and well-being in a community, whatever their community is. If we don't look at the rules that they've learned already about how to make choices and how to help people and how to be helped um, on a larger scale, on a long-term scale, then they're, you know, that it's going to be meaningless to them. It's not going to be practical to them. You know, there's going to be no point to them learning to think rationally, learning to think scientifically, because it's, it's not. It's literally not, <laughs> there's no objective reason for them to be objective, if that makes sense, you know. There's no practical reason for them to think practically if the way they've been taught, the way they've survived, the way they've interacted with their larger world, you know, the work that they've done, connecting with others all around them and their communities, 
you know, if what they've learned in that has seems to have nothing to do with, you know, scientific, objective, rational thought, um, then it's not rational, scientific, objective for them to consider it. So you have to bring the rational, objective, scientific kinds of thinking into their realm, into their culture, and say, this is what we actually mean when we say 2x equals y is the same as saying x plus x equals y. You know, you simply need to use their own uh, language. You know, that's, this is bigger than meeting them at their personal level or their emotional level. This is meeting them at their cultural level as far as, you know, the language they use, the the kinds of things that they're expected to do and they believe they should do in the world. And the final element, that was the third person element, and the fourth person element, the final element of appealing to individuals to increase their ability to um, think rationally and logically and scientifically is to meet them at their philosophical, spiritual level. And that's a level of what, what they believe the universe wants, where they believe they fit into the universe, or if they believe they fit into the universe. We can actually so show scientifically, if we're very careful about addressing people with their cultural and emotional and, and personal functional levels, if we address all of those other levels, then we have the opportunity to use science and objective thinking and logic to help people see that they do fit into the universe. Because obviously, quite literally, they do fit into the universe. If they did not exist, there would be a hole in the universe. I mean, you can, you can express that quite literally by <laughs> looking at the fact that these individuals do exist. And the laws of physics say of conservation of energy and all of these, these concepts that you can't create matter and energy out of nothing. And the same thing is you can't destroy matter or energy into nothing. Um, the fact that something exists, including humans and other individuals, uh, means that the universe needs them. And now what, they need, the, what the universe needs them for um, and whether or not there's a, there's a direction to the universe or a pattern to the universe is something that they may not see, um, but we can certainly give them ideas that there might be a pattern and direction to the universe, but we can meet them where they are and not say just what we believe. You know, for example, if I'm showing someone Pascal's triangle, you know, that may be totally meaningless to them. And I understand that because I understand that individuals are going to look at things from a very different way in a very different cultural mindset and have different emotional meanings. So in order to teach someone, we have to look at all four of these levels. And I'm not saying I'm doing it either. Um, I'm just saying that if we want to be effective, we do have to look at all four levels and maybe we can each bring our own individual abilities and skills to this looking at all of these different levels of how we talk to individuals. Anywhere from, you know, trying to help, you know, Donald Trump, 
for example, uh, think more rationally and logically about what he's doing. You know, he's got a lot of power right now. He's got a lot of uh, ability to affect the world, for example. Um, same with Vladimir Putin or um, the jihadists or, you know, anyone who has a lot of power. We could even help them think more rationally and logically if we pool our resources together to look at all of the four different levels of how each of these individuals um, are motivated and where they are and how to communicate with them. So we need all four of these levels to effectively convey uh, a message that's, that goes, that's, that doesn't address anyone's physical, personal abilities to function, but does at least address their educational needs, their intellectual needs, the information going into them on a third person level. And if we can give them a more effective message that meets them where they are on all four levels of physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual or philosophical, whichever term you want to use for fourth person, um, then we might be able to really make some dramatic change. And I encourage people to work with me um, or work with other people or whoever. Um, my own space at, um, you can certainly email me, but if you want to do this publicly, I'm going to post a, um, put a post up on my Holistic Enchilada community on Reddit, uh, which is, if you want to get to Reddit, you go to www.reddit.com slash r slash Holistic, spelled with a W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C enchilada, E-N-C-H-I-L-A-D-A, I believe. Um, but it's holistic with a W as in whole, as in the whole thing, the holistic enchilada. Um, so that's reddit.com slash r slash holistic enchilada is, I'm going to make a post and it should be near the top. So if you sort by new, it will definitely be there. Um, by the time I post this in public. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, invite people to work on this on all four levels um, and maybe have a few target people we want to, target types or target individuals even, um, who we might want to collaborate on. Helping give them some information that will allow them to think more rationally and scientifically and effectively, both for themselves and the people they care about and their entire world and us as well and the universe. All right. Um, if you have any other means of uh, communication with me uh, that you'd like to have, uh, you can email me at thewiseturtle at gmail.com. Uh, you can also comment on my blog or read other things on my blog, uh, which you can get to by going to turl, T-U-R-I-L dot org, which will bring you to my WordPress blog. And you can also see me at Reddit. I'm also turl. Uh, so if you look for user turl on Reddit, you can find me there. And I look forward to collaborating with some folks on maybe finding a better message to send out into the world that will address people's uh, intellectual needs and help them be more practical and logical and rational and scientific. Okay, uh, thank you very much for listening. I know this was a long one, and I appreciate it, and I wish you well. Namaste.